Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, the most pleasant good morning on a Friday morning in downtown Charlotte and Molly on the island of St. Thomas in U.S. Virgin Islands. It's a sunny day here. I hope it's one there for you, too. But guess what? Today in the office, going over to Etienne, I'm Etienne, your host, we're happy to present to you a return visitor from one of our, our other shows. We're talking about Miss Candace Ragland. She's the author of a life-changing journey book about hmm, Invisible Dad. Well, let's find out more about our guest, and I'm going to go ahead and welcome her and then see what uh, she has to offer. Good morning, Candice. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Fine, thank you. I want to thank you for taking time to be with us today. It is a pleasure always, always to have you with us. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you. <laughs> Being open to coming for me to come on the show. Oh, quite all right. You're an author, and that's what the show's all about. So today, as we talk about being an author, we'll ask you questions about how you became an author, why you became an author, the whole what, when, how, why, the whole <laughs> the whole shebang. So let's start things off by asking you, share with our audience please, a little bit about who you are before you became an author. What would you like to share with our audience? Sure. So um, before I became an author, I was I am still working for Corporate America. I'm a relationship okay. manager. I'm also the owner of a small business called Charismatic Creations, um, which is a marketing mm-hmm. services company. And I do uh, real estate. I actually um, invest in real estate. And so before I became an author, oh. I was doing a few different things. You're a busy lady. <laughs> yeah. Busy, busy, busy. I guess I'll have to call you B for short, Queen B. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you wrote a book called Invisible Dad, and there's a purpose behind it. But before we get into that book, tell us the story about the Candace before you wrote the book. What was going on in your life that caused you to bring about this book? So I had been through a lot in my life, and I think I just reached a point where I needed to release it all. Okay. And in that releasing, it became um, a help for so many other people. And so oh, okay. um, I was really through my um, healing journey. I know we'll talk about the full story, but I was really going through my healing journey and coming to the as an end journey and really felt led to capture it all by writing it all down and releasing everything that I have been through, um, not mm-hmm. only for my sake, but I think also for other people that they could relate to what happened in my life. I see. So you had an altruistic motive to put it on paper and publish it as a book. Interesting. So how did you come up with the name Invisible Dad? 
So Invisible Dad is, a, is an interesting um, interesting title, I know. A friend of mine actually came up with that title after I was giving the story about what my background was and why I wanted to write this book. And I was really going back and forth on what the title should be, and, and she thought of that. And I really like the title because um, it makes you dig deeper. People don't uh-huh. know whether it's fiction or whether it's nonfiction. So you get people questioning, oh, I want to read that. I want to I want to see what it's all about. And yes. I think it doesn't force me in any type of hole or any type of genre. I think that um, it's available to any and everyone that wants to read it. And so that's why I chose that name. So I assume then the topic will be about parenting or the lack thereof. Is that correct? Yeah, the title of the book is definitely about being a fatherless daughter. It's 100% my story of how I grew up as a fatherless daughter and what I went through mm-hmm. and the challenges that I went through and what my dad was going through at the same time that we were apart. And so it just captures those challenges and um, gives a voice to the fatherless daughters. I know there's a struggle okay. right now where – it's really considered like the new normal. And so okay. what my book does, it gives a voice to those who consider it the new normal. It gives um, a blast, so I say, to say, look, this is really not normal. We really need to start yes. talking about this. Fantastic. Because of that, then you have developed a passion to go on this journey of helping others. As a matter of fact, I saw somewhere that you call yourself a journey is a journey list. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, a journey is. Yes, a journey. Journey list. Yes. Okay. So, one second, one second. I'm not laughing at it. I'm laughing at my inability to pronounce it. <laughs> Say one more time. Journey, journey is. Journey list. Journey is. Yes, a journey is. Journey is. Okay. Yes. All right. That's a new word for me. <laughs> okay. So this is why I call myself a journeyist. Um, so I'm a, a life coach. I'm a I'm a mentor to these women that are fatherless daughters because I've been through the journey, oh, okay. healing, and the wholeness process. But with that being a coach, I don't want to be on the sidelines. I want to get in the journey with you. And if we have to talk oh. at 4 a.m. and you know go through what we need to go through, then that. That's what needs to be. But I want to get in the race. I want to get in the journey with you, and I want to go from the finish line where I've been and get back in the race and say, I'm going to run with you, and let's get over this finish line together. And so that's why I call myself a journeyist because oh. I want to get through the journey with you. Okay, that's good. How you say with you? So I'm assuming you're talking to me personally or you're talking to the audience, but nevertheless, if at 4 o'clock in the morning I want to talk to you, I call you up and say, hey, I want to go on that journey. Can, can I do that? Yeah. And that's what I have to answer that. I'm just messing with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I realize you're talking about fatherless daughters. I just, had, I just couldn't resist it. I had to mess with you. <laughs> so you're talking primarily with, art, with the audience who are primarily fatherless daughters, and you want to address those people in the audience. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, Definitely. Okay, okay. daughters or anybody who actually is without a parent, I really think mm-hmm. that the message that is conveyed in this book 
will definitely okay. open your eyes and you'll relate to it 100%. And so, yeah. Okay. Well, let's turn this around for a minute. What about fathers who want to reconnect with their daughters? Would that be some one or something that you might be uh, doing in, in the future or, or doing now? Sure. I mean, I can, I think really knowing my background and knowing how I was fatherless, I can definitely help fathers okay. with their daughters. I think uh-huh. um, with my relationship with my father and trying to reconnect, it's a daily process. It's a daily, yes, a daily, uh, a daily road. And so I can definitely yes. help fathers to, to, to show them or to tell okay. them what you need to do to get, to get to where you need to be. So that's good to know because then you could help from both sides, from the daughter's side going up to the dad or from the dad's, dad's side going down to the daughter. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The journey is. Okay. Okay. So I understand now what inspired you to write the book. But tell me about your writing experience. How long did it take you to write part one, edit part two, and publish the book? It's all three steps, not necessarily right behind the other. The other. Uh, how long did that take you to go through that process? So to go through the full process, it actually only took me two months. I went all away. Right. Yeah, I went away to write my book, and I would suggest that for anyone. I mean, I went to Hawaii. My publisher had a specific program, and so wow. I went to Hawaii to write my book, and I actually wrote the book, majority of the book, in three days. And then oh. after the three days, I went through the editing process, you know, adding more in, taking more out, whatever the case may be, until it was published in November of last year. But I would suggest that to anyone. If you really want to write a book, my my suggestion would be to focus. You have to focus. And for me, I could not do it in my surroundings, and I didn't have a lot of time yes. to devote, you know, a year, two years, three years to a book. I really had, I had all the knowledge. I had all the understanding. I had everything I needed in my mind. I just needed to get it on paper. I have all the experience. Okay. And so I uh-huh. just needed to get away to to make sure that I had, it happened, that I was focused, and that the book was completed to the best of my ability. So in other words, you had to develop a discipline to get your thoughts and your feelings on paper and that paper into a book. A manuscript, that manuscript into an editing process, and then finally to the published process. Okay, okay. Now that you're an author, what about a spin-off type of engagements? Are you doing any book signings or any workshops or speaking engagements? Yes, definitely I am. I just did a book signing last week. I have another one in New York um, for the Harlem Book Fair in mid mid-July, and I'm definitely looking forward to other book signings. Um, I am definitely open also to speaking engagements. You can definitely contact me on my website, which is www.candicethejourneyist.com, and that's C-A-N-D-I-C-E-T-H-E-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-I-S-T.com. Um, I'm definitely open Fantastic. to speaking engagements. I've been speaking uh, quite a few times lately, and I think it's just uh-huh. the the topic of discussion is so relate, relatable, and I've been receiving so much feedback 
that I think it just needs sure. to be talked about all around. So I am excited right. about additional speaking engagements, um, book signings, and just really meeting people. I think that's my ideal yes. um, my ideal platform is to definitely meet people. I don't want to just write a book and then have somebody read it and never, ever see them or yes. never, yes. ever be out and available to the community, I really want right. to start meeting people and greeting them and just really talk about their stories and how they can, how they can really progress and heal from the book. I would think that uh, this topic itself, just the topic alone, would be something of interest for churches and particularly workshops in churches. Has uh, any of the churches contacted you? Yeah, so I recently actually just um, had a meeting with my church, and we're going to do an event next uh-huh. month. I also did okay. another church event a few months ago. And so, yes, Good. I definitely think churches are an awesome venue for these types of events to really connect exactly connect God, the Father, and the fact that, you know, there's fatherless daughters here. We, gotta, we have to make that yes. connection. We have to definitely yes. say that. You know, even though your father is here on earth, he is nowhere, he he does not resemble who God is as a father. And so we have to start making those connections, and I think church is a great, Fantastic. great thing you to do it. Fantastic, yeah, yeah, great, great, great. Well, you mentioned that you have um, a website, and your book is available there. Is that the only place where your book is available? No, not at all. You can definitely visit my website, but it's also on Amazon.com and BarnesandNobles.com also. So you can go to any of those places and get the book. And after you read it, please definitely write a review. It helps us authors out when it comes to um, reviews and getting them on websites. So that'll be great. And the title again is The Invisible Dad? called Invisible Dad. Now, let me ask you a question. When did Invisible Dad becomes invisible? Does he now become Superman? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Oh, well, I was just asking. You're the the pro in this area, so I thought I'd throw it out to you. (laughs) Oh, who knows? We'll see. Do some workshops and see what happens. You might come across someone who says, hey, you know what? I just... Realize, Candace, that you're helping me a whole lot more. I want to jump in there and be like you. And there may be some dads, who knows, might want to do what you're doing, may may piggyback with you. So who knows? You never know what's going to develop from this. So I wish you all the best. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Great. Great. If we can be any help along the way, by all means, just let us know. The door is always open to you. Thank you very much. Quite all right. Quite all right. So now let's get back to the off of the art and the discipline and the science of being an author. Now, you, <laughs> I'm, I'm chuckling because you did it the different way. You packed up everything and moved out to Hawaii to write your book. Most people would write the book in the bedroom or in bed, sometimes at night or in, bed, in the, the kitchen or in the house somewhere. You actually discipline yourself to remove yourself from the disruptive, the, the disruptive uh, environment. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. I think removing myself just caused me to get it done. And I just, 
I really think I needed that time, that time away, different scenery, just really focused on the book and what I needed to do to complete the book. Okay. Now, as an author, when you sat down to write your chapters or your manuscript, how did you come about the formula? Did you decide that you're going to do so many pages per day or so many chapters? How did you come about it? So um, I actually first did an outline Uh to see how the book was actually going to look. And so, you know, the introduction, what the chapters are going to be, what's the solution at the end of the book, and how is that going to flow? And so I actually did an outline. That was the very first thing that I did because if you start writing and you don't know where the book is going to go, if you don't be, if you're not able to see the end, then you're going to have an issue. Yes. It's going to be a struggle for you. So, at first was an outline, and then after that, I had the chapter titles. Um, some of them I had, some of them I did not have, but I actually started writing after that, so I knew how the book was going to go and how it was going to go along. And so we had word counts that we needed to succeed per day. Um, and attending, you know, pretty much like 7,500 words per day, but um, okay. give or take, give or take. But um, I think it was great that way because at least I had a roadmap of where I wanted to go. Yes. And we could start any yes, section yes. we wanted first, and I think that was another thing is that you don't always have to start the first chapter first. Because I, had oh. a roadmap, I, knew, I knew how it was going to go along, so I didn't start the first chapter first because to me, for me, the first chapter was the hardest. Um, yes. I started with the solution first, the the healing okay. journeys first. I started with okay. those journeys first because I knew what they were and I had just got out of them. So I knew I was a, I was already a fresh perspective. Ah. Of, you know, that's what I wanted to yes. start first. And then I yes. actually did the beginning chapters last. Oh, my goodness. Oh. You just said something. You just said something that was very, very keen. So I'd like you to repeat it. You said something about you don't always have to start with the first chapter first. I'd like you to repeat that, please, for the audience. Yes, you don't always have to start with the for you or struggle for you more so to start with a certain chapter, and you already have your outline and everything's mapped out. I would say start with what's easiest for you. Start down that road. <sighs> And then you'll start getting in the hang of it, and you can just, you know, write freely. I think if you got that writer's block and you're like, I don't know what's going to, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do this, if it's going to do left, how do I start this off, forget that chapter, move on to the next, because you have your map. And as long as you stay within those constraints of that map, I think you're going to be fine. Yes. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, you've stored up the audience. We have a caller on the line. Let's go ahead and take a caller. Let the call directly to you. Good awesome. morning, caller. Go right ahead. Oops, I think we lost the caller. Let's see. Uh, yep, we did lose the caller. Caller, if you're listening, please call back. Yes, we did lose the call as we went ahead to punch the line. <laughs> so let's go back to the question then uh, that I have for you. In terms of other tips you may have for authors, when it comes to being when it comes to the point where we need the help of an editor, how does one go about selecting an editor? Where would one find an editor? What does an editor do? Those kind of questions I'd like to throw at you, please. 
Okay. So my publisher already had editors um, okay. with her company. But I think the challenge is, is that to make sure that you and your editor are on the same page, you always want to make sure that your editor knows exactly where you want to go with this book. What are you trying to convey? Who is your ideal reader? What we had to do was create an ideal reader. This person had an age. She, uh, they had a name. It was a he or she. You knew where they lived. So you created this fictitious person who you were actually writing the book to. And with, oh, okay. when that happens is that it gets, it doesn't constrain you to the fact of, oh, only this type of person will read my book. Definitely not. There's been all kinds of ages and demographics that have read my book, and they loved it. It just makes it easier okay. for the for the author to say, this is the person I'm writing to, so that not only you and the editor can be on the same page, it's just easier for the author to actually write to a single person. It's just like a love letter. You're sending it to a <laughs> single person, and, you're, you're, you know, you're writing to them. And so – A love letter. I think – for me, you have um, different types of editing. You have a developmental editor, yes. which helps you develop the actual story line, and then you have a basic copywriting editor, um, which, you know, helps you with the commas and the periods and all the that. The grammar and all that, yes. Since you have the yes. grammar and everything. And so there's a couple of different types of editors, I just think that definitely, you know, this is your story, and so definitely editors, you want to follow what they have to say, but just make sure Make it the best. Yeah, make sure you're the best, and that you have in your mind that this is going to come out with your name on it, not the editor's name on there. So whatever it said, you want to make sure you condone it, and that, you know, you're okay with it. It becomes the author's reputation, not the editor's reputation. That's on the line. Exactly. Great. Thank you so much for sharing those things. Now, our caller has come back on the line. Let's go ahead and welcome our caller. Caller, welcome to the show. Go ahead with your question or comment. Candice is on the line. Hey, Candice. This is Shatila. Um, I've been following you a while, but I want to have a question for you. What advice can you give to people that are thinking about writing a book and haven't put the pen to paper? Like, what advice can you share with them as far as um, your experience and what they need to do to be successful as an author? Hi, Shatila. Thank you for the question. I think the advice I would have is stop thinking about it. I've heard this from so many people that are like, I'm thinking about writing a book. I don't know how to write it. And it, and it yes. just goes, spins you round circles and circles. And I'm like, by now you could have written a book twice over. Like, <laughs> what you need just to do, do is just start yes. writing. I said, do not yes. sit there and just think and think and think and think. And then you are actually, not only are you hurting yourself, you're hurting other people because other people want to read your story. You could be serving the community right now. And the fact of the matter is, is that you're serving yourself by swimming in these ideas of, you know, no, I can't do this right now, or I really don't know how to write a book, or I really don't know how to do this, or whatever the case may be. You just need to have confidence in yourself and start writing. That is the huge thing. You have got to break down the barriers and just start writing. Wow. Excellent. 
Well, that's a definitely a nugget that I'm quite sure that the audience needs to hear. What um, else could you share with the audience about, you know, your experience in writing? Like, is there any do's or don'ts to writing? I heard you say, you know, just start writing, and or you'll be doing yourself and the community a disservice. But what other advice can you share with anyone that's actually afraid of writing or have wrote something and are afraid to publish it? Um, I think there's a couple of things. Like I said before, definitely have your map, your roadmap as far as what the book is going to look like. What are you wanting to do after the book? And also how these chapters are going to flow. Um, definitely do that first. I think a second thing for the actual book is that if you're scared of putting yourself out there, there's ways of you not having to expose yourself, such as making a fiction book and then having some characters maybe resemble you but then throwing it off by, you know, putting some other things in there. What I would say, though, and what I did, because there was a point definitely where I was scared of exposing myself. I was exposing my life, and I was exposing my truth. And I knew there were some family members that was, they were not going to like what I had to say, which I thought that was fine. I think at the end of the day, I stand in my truth. And that is, this is my story, and I cannot have responsibility from any for anybody else except myself. And it does not yes. keep me from telling my story. I think the Lord definitely put it on my heart to write this book. And with me being right. obedient, there's been a lot of things that have happened that have been blessings. But if I would not have been obedient in what he told me to do, I would have missed out on my purpose and what I'm supposed to be here on earth doing. And so you really have to be confident in who you are and whose you are so that you can definitely stand in your truth and write your book and have no regrets. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Fantastic. Well, Candace, with your book being called Invisible Dad, yes, with her book, with your book being called Invisible Dad, who would you say your target audience is? I would say my target audience is definitely fatherless daughters. I think if you're missing a parent or you're just fatherless, I think you'll definitely want to read this book. It'll get it'll give you perspective and you will relate to it. It will tell you how to get to the healing journey. But I really wrote this for um fatherless daughters, but I've had and the people read it, including fathers that have been a part of their children's, that have not been a part of their children's lives. Mm, wow. Well, Candice, I will continue to follow you, and I want to say keep up the good work, Diva. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate you calling in. Oh, great. No problem. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you for calling, Shatila. I appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, Candice, back to you. That was wonderful. You got a friend and a follower. Mm, you have a fan club. <laughs> uh, getting back to the question that I have for you is this um, any plans for a follow up book or series yes so I, I'm, I'm definitely planning a follow up book I want to write another book um, at the first of the year and I'm really trying to get concepting down for that um, but at the first of the year <laughs> Definitely, I want to write another book, and it should be out within a couple months after that. So be looking out for for some new material for me. Well, I'll be, I'll be more than looking out. I'll be begging. It's like I'm on a bed right now. 
beg the invitation to be the first to share your new book with the world. Can, can we make that happen? Oh, yeah, we can definitely make that happen. Okay, great, 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 great. Okay. I'm your number one fan now. I've just declared myself your number one fan. Okay. Well, thank you. Quite all right. Quite all right. But, Candace, you have a way of organizing information, putting it on paper, putting it in words. Have you ever thought about doing an audio book? I have not. I've had a couple of people suggest an audio book, but I have not thought about it. Um, Mm -hmm. That is something I should probably start thinking about. Yeah, think about it, I would suggest, because not only do you have a, a, an excellent way of describing what, you, what you're saying, but you have the type of voice that would be good for audio. Some people have squeaky voices, and some people don't. Well, you fit in the category where you don't, and that's a good thing. <laughs> Usually, don't is a bad thing, but in this case, don't is a good thing. <laughs> so I would suggest, <laughs> I would suggest, think about that. And maybe explore it a bit and see if there's something you might want to do and try that out and see who knows. Technology's there and things are expanding like crazy. I found out there's a whole bunch of series of websites that can that help authors who want to do audiobooks. So there's all kinds of resources available. I guess the downside of that is maybe too much information you have to dig through. But once you find out what you want to do, it's there. So I just throw that out. You don't have to take it out, but just think about it. Okay? I'll definitely look into that. Thank you. Great. You know, my pleasure, my pleasure. As a matter of fact, you went to Hawaii to write about Fogelot, the Invisible Dad. <clears throat> Maybe you might want to come to the Virgin Islands to talk about the present mom, the mom who's present, or the uh, happy daughter who's found the Fogelot's dad or Invisible Dad. I'm just happy. <laughs> I'm just yeah. throwing things out at you, Candace, to mess with you, okay? I know I'm in a messy mood today. <laughs> but you are, your your topic is a serious topic, and I, I, I put levity there because that's just my personality, but I am not don't want to take anything away from what you're saying because what you're saying is really serious business, serious work. But if one stays serious all the time, it gets overbearing. So I guess what I'm saying and what I'm doing is bringing a little bit of levity because... We need that in our lives. We need to be able to laugh and have fun and enjoy things. I don't mean to get ripped down, roaring laughter on on the floor laughing, but at the same time, we need to have a little laughter. So maybe I could suggest you thread it into one of your workshops. Do a workshop on laughter, how laughter might be helpful to um, fatherless dads. I don't know. Is that something have you thought about? I have not thought about a, a workshop on laughter, but I have thought about other um, workshop classes. But okay. I will definitely take that into consideration. Okay. Okay. Great. Because laughing well, we is also... definitely a merry heart is uh, is like medicine for sure. Yes, it is. It is medicine. Yes, yes. It's 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 better than the laughter is better than the doctor a day. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I think I'm suggesting something else, too, to you that might be helpful down the road. Online uh, webinars. Maybe you can turn uh, one of your workshops, instead of having to travel to it, have your guests travel to you by way of the Internet to your webinars and workshops. So those are some 
spinoffs that might come about just because you took the time to write your book and listen to the word that God puts in your heart. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes definitely makes sense. Great, 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 great. Listen, I know we were uh, originally scheduled for half an hour and went way past that, but um, I, I mean, no rush to go on. Are you fixed for time? You have a few more minutes that we could uh, chit-chat with you? Yeah, I definitely have a couple more minutes. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, I have a few more minutes, and I'd like to ask you a few more questions. So what does it feel like now to become a published author? Your, your first book, is that correct? Yes, it's my first book. Um, okay, it so feels, how does it feel to be a published author? <laughs> it's interesting because it's like you're like a little celebrity. I mean, people are asking you for autographs and stuff, and you're like, wow. sure. But it's like, um, I think it's different because it's not something I'm used to. And because I put myself yes. out there, um, it's yes. just something that comes with it. I love being an author. I love being able to talk to people and hear their stories. And and being like, yes. oh, I, you know, somebody came up to me actually the other day at the book fair. She's like, I didn't know you were going to be here. I've heard about you. <laughs> and so you hear, you know, people say that type of stuff. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. you, just, yeah. you just never know. Like my mom, I have a little promotion card. My mom gave it to a woman yesterday or the day before yesterday. And that woman was like, oh, I heard about this book. And so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> people are really hearing about it, and yes, and it's got to be good news and not bad news, because people would tell you if it's bad right. news, you know? Um, but yes, yes. Yeah, it's great. It's great that people are well, actually reading it and talking about it, so it's awesome. Good. Now, you said you have a publisher, but you also self-publish on Amazon, is that correct? So my pub, no, my publisher, so she... Um, it's called Hunter Heart Publishing, and uh-huh. she um, actually um, opens up to different avenues, including, uh, you know, making sure that I'm being sold on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and that okay. type, of, uh, type of outlet. And so okay. it's my publisher that that is happening. I do not self-publish. Okay. okay. All right. Good. good enough. Well, that's good. <clears throat> that's another arm of being an author that our audience needs to be aware of. Because we, the authors, write the story. We need a backup team to help us get our story to the market. And in case we can need people like editors, people like publishers, people like uh, agents, people like, I don't know, vendors or vendor venues, I should say, special events coming up where authors can sell their books, uh, churches, all those kind of things we need to put together when we become an author. Now that you're an author and you said you feel like a celebrity, <laughs> how has that changed your life? Or has it? <laughs> it? It's funny. I think it's great. It's awesome um, just being able to talk to people. Right now I'm in search um, of an agent because, like you said, it gets to be there's a lot going on. And with me having yes. a full-time job already, <laughs> and I really don't want to slow down on the book. I really want to get out there. It's um it's an international best selling book on Amazon and so I really want to take that momentum and and really thrive yes. from it and so I'm Roll really seeking it. out you know assistance for 
format, I'm investigating some agents and just really trying to get that help that I need um, because it's a okay. lot to market your book by yourself. And even with yeah. the help of a publisher, your publisher may not specifically be doing all the marketing for you. So mine is not doing 100% of the marketing for for me. And so some of those challenges come into play. Those are hurdles that you can definitely get over, you know, get over. And like you said, you always have to have your team. And so I'm definitely researching more about adding more people to the team <laughs> because yes, it's, just, yes. it's just a lot going on. But it's great. Like, I have yes. no complaints. I love <laughs> I love what I'm standing for and what my purpose is. And so um, I think it's awesome. Great. Now, as I talk with you, as I think about your book title, I can't help but think of some follow-up or spin-offs on that. You have The Invisible Dad. You could also have The Fatherless Daughter, and write about fathers. You could have The Brotherless Sister, sisters who probably didn't follow through. And you see what I'm saying? There's a whole series of, of different ways you can approach that. So who knows? You might have uh, Candace, the author of, or the the queen of spinoffs, Coming up down the line, who knows? Huh? <laughs> yeah, who knows? All right, who knows? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Oh, one more time before we get ready to wrap things up, could you tell the audience where your books would be available, please, and how can they get their hands on it? Sure. So my book is available at three places: my website, which is CandiceTheJourneyist dot com, and that's C A N D I C E T H E. J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-I-S-T.com. It's also available on Amazon's website, and it's also available on Byron's and Noble's website. And so those are three places that you can pick up my book. And if people wanted to chit-chat with you or get in touch with you, can they get a hold of you on Facebook? Yes, you can definitely get a hold of me on Facebook, or you can email me at invisibledadatoutlook.com. So that's I-N-V-I-S-I-B-L-E-D-A-D at outlook.com. Fantastic. You're all over the place, Mrs. Lovely Woman, you. <laughs> oh, great. You are a role model, Candace. I've said that before, and I'll continue to say that. Because you're a role model, continue the good work you're doing. Keep in mind that, yes, it's overwhelming at times, but you have all kinds of help available, and we definitely want to be one of the first to be there to help you any which way we can. So we've made that connection as helper and healthy and healthy and helper, <laughs> and we hope to walk with you in your journey along the way. So I'm wishing you all the best, and I want you to know, continue doing what you're doing because you're on to a good thing that's going to help a lot of people. I know it is already because people are telling you they've heard about your book. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Oh, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. Well, Candice, we're going to wrap things up. Any last-minute comments or thoughts you might want to leave with the audience? I would definitely leave with the audience. If you're wanting to write a book, do it. <laughs> that is the yes. final word. Just do it. Do it. Write it. Just do mm -hmm. it. You could always edit later on, but get it started. Fantastic. Well, Candice, as usual, it's been a pleasure to chat with you. We have fun, but we also learn a lot in the process. And there's a lot 
that you have to offer, and you're doing that on a wonderful path. Continue on that path, and we're looking forward to seeing you and hearing from you again. So continue doing what you're doing. You're on the right thing, in the right path. Thank you very much. It's quite all right. My pleasure. Folks, here we go again. Another chit-chat with our, well, I guess I'll say our, 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 our number one fan. That's what I'm struggling over to say. Candice Raglan, the author of Invisible Dad, who herself was a fatherless daughter and has re- been able to resolve that issue and is now on a journey to help others. She calls herself a journeyist and is there to be of help to you. Reach out and contact her on Facebook or her website or Facebook, I guess. Okay. Well, folks, Candice, thank you ever so much. We want to say so long and knock on our door at any time if you need to come on by and we can be of help to you. The door is always open. Awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate being on the show. Oh, you're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. It's our pleasure, and we enjoy having you, as always. Folks, for now, we say so long for now. Until next time, continue now as an author. Do it. Remember that. Candace said that. Do it. Don't just think about doing your book. Do it. Sit down and write something. You can always edit it down the road. So until next time, I want to say so long. Bye-bye, Candace. So long, audience. Thank you ever so much for all you're doing. Take care now. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.